0: Hi everyone, and welcome along to the Ergonomically Speaking podcast, the podcast that aims to help you reduce and even eliminate work-related discomfort. I'm your host, Neve Pentany of Boyne Ergonomics. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope that you're able to take away some useful, practical advice from this podcast to help you reduce your own risk of discomfort at the workplace or help manage the risks among the people that you might be responsible for. So now that we know why we're here, let's get started. Hello, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Ergonomically Speaking podcast, where today I'm going to try and convince you to let go of the laptop, leave it in 2023 for your long-term health. I will delve into the whys now, but for a lot of us, how we work changed dramatically in March 2020. Hard to believe it was nearly four years ago. Some of it has been positive in terms of the flexibility and the connectivity, but the one enduring negative that I still see on a regular basis is how attached we have become to our laptops. And this is evident both for people based in the office and people based at home, with many people that I work with still using the laptop, either as the primary screen or the primary keyboard or both, even when appropriate external devices have been made available to them. Um, A surprisingly high number of people that I speak to have been given keyboards, have been given screens, but they're still sitting in the box. So from talking to home-based users over the last few years, I found that there's two main reasons for the continued use of the laptop at the workstation. One is habit and one is space. So firstly, if we look at habit, In the beginning, when we were all sent home to work, most of us were given laptops only because you have to remember this was supposed to be a short term, two, three week thing. And we're sent home with our laptops. Now, while companies were kind of navigating the change from this kind of short term emergency phase to actually becoming a more long term hybrid model, a lot of people were still left at home with just a laptop. And in this time, They just became used to how the laptop keyboard felt and the size of it compared to the traditional mechanical keyboard that most of us would have only ever used before COVID. We all had these standard kind of office keyboards. So when the external devices became available, some employees just found them too uncomfortable to type on. They much preferred the size and the feel of the laptop keyboard. And many employees, and I find it's it's more those employees who have maybe poor typing technique, found that also they liked having the screen close to the keyboard because they often have to look down at the keyboard when they're typing, but they're looking up at the screen to check what they're typing and to check their information. They found that actually having the screen close to the keyboard means I don't have to move my head so much. So In these cases, with these users, even when the screens became available, they still use the laptop as screen number one and using the external monitor as screen number two, the secondary reference screen, but using the laptop as a primary screen because it was close to the keyboard. And when it comes to space, it does remain that some home-based workers and some hybrid workers don't have the space to accommodate a full-time Dedicated computer desk, or maybe the desk they have is really small, so they don't actually have a lot of space. And this encourages the continued use of the laptop because it takes up minimal space and it can be easily packed up and tidied away at the end of the working day if the surface you're using is a multifunction surface like a kitchen table or a counter. So those are the two main reasons that I find habit and space. And you're probably wondering. Why is this a problem? Why do people in my field, people like myself, actively discourage people from using their laptop? Firstly, if we look at it from a compliance point of view, if you are an employer and you're based in Ireland, there is a set of regulations. So, the Health, Safety and Welfare at Work Regulations, Chapter Five, Part Two, Display Screen Equipment, that is a regulation that apply to a computer workstation, DSE workstation. And these regulations state, and this is only part of it, at an absolute minimum, the screen should be able to swivel and tilt easily and freely. It should be possible to use a separate base for the screen or an adjustable table. The Keyboard should be tiltable and separate from the screen. Now, you cannot achieve these minimum standards with a laptop on its own. And these three components, I would say these are only a very, very small part of the regulations. There's obviously a lot more. But pertaining to the area of the screen, the keyboard, these three factors allow for the screen and the keyboard to be placed at an appropriate position that is comfortable for the user and reduces stress on the body. If you, as an employer, do not make sure that the DSE workstations of your employees, home and office, Meet these minimum standards, but then you're in breach of health and safety regulations That's a very important consideration if you're listening to this as an employer. As a user, secondly, it is not possible to achieve a optimum or at least a m- minimal stress DSE posture with a laptop on its own. Like, I don't mean to state the obvious, but when you're using a laptop, and I don't mean your Surface Pros and your latitudes. If you're using a laptop, well, the screen and the keyboard are attached. So because of this, either the laptop screen is going to be in the right position, or the laptop keyboard is going to be in the right position, but never both at the same time, it is physically impossible. And finally, we have to look at the size of the screen. So given the amount of computer-based tasks that you do on the average working day, particularly when you're working from home. We have to take this into consideration for most people. The laptop screen is actually too small to allow for comfortable viewing of the likes of your spreadsheets and your documents. And yet, of course you can increase the text size, no problem. But that has a knock on effect. So if you can't see everything you need to see essentially going across your screen, um, well then if you make it bigger you're going to have to use your mouse, your touchpad, your keyboard to navigate around the screen to get the information that you need. And then if you're trying to reduce the text size to try and squish it all in, that can result in eye strain and poor posture. So to put it really basically, using a laptop as the only DSC workstation screen and keyboard means that you have to compromise posture and eye comfort. With comfort and reduced strain in one area will then come at a sacrifice of the comfort and strain in another area. It just can't be done safely. So what are the ergonomic risks associated with frequent and long-term laptop use? So if you go diving, there's numerous, numerous studies done over recent years looking into the negative impact of laptop use on the musculoskeletal system. Anecdotally from talking to people, the main areas of pain that I find users have are your neck, your shoulders, upper back, lower back, headache and eye fatigue. If we look at your standard normal kind of DSE workstation, the ergonomic risks that you would usually associate with them are poor postures, contact stress, prolonged static postures, repetitive movements, and psychological stress. And these can be present at any DSE workstation. However, if we focus on just the laptop itself, the main risk factors present with laptop use that are there, I suppose, on a A greater degree than other DSE workstations are your adverse or your poor postures and your contact stress. Yes, the other risk factors are present. You can't sit there for too long. You can be static. You can have repetitive movements with the mouse or the touchpad. You can have your stress. However, the degree of adverse and awkward postures is so much greater compared to the desktop computer. And the risk of contact stress is increased and I'll go into that now. So those are the two I'm going to focus on here. Your adverse or awkward postures and your contact stress. So we'll have a look at those. If you're using the laptop flat on the desk, which most people do if they're not using an external keyboard, well then the laptop screen is going to be much lower than your resting eye line. So if you think about it, you sit back in your chair, give your ear over your shoulder, nice and relaxed you're looking straight ahead if you're using a laptop you are not looking at your screen your screen is well below that eye line so to look at the screen you have to look down and you can try and sit upright and look down with your eyes but what's going to follow is the neck is going to flex the head is going to lower you stay there longer the shoulders are going to start to round, and you're going to start to lean down the screen because that's the source of your information that's where your focus is where your eyes are going your body's going to follow and what you see is that instead of having the nice s-shaped spine you have ended up with a c-shape you are rounded down on top of yourself this prolonged static flexion of the neck increases the workload on the muscles of the neck and shoulders because they have to hold the weight of your head that lovely five kilo head that you have When you start to lean forward away from your midline, gravity is going to start to have an increased effect on those muscles. They're trying to stop you from falling forward. They're working so hard to keep you in that C shape, that forward lean and stop you falling forward. They're going to get fatigued. As the neck muscles start to get fatigued, as the shoulder muscles start to get fatigued, well, then we're going to start to recruit the muscles of the upper back, the mid back, the lower back, and they're all going to start to fatigue the longer you're there the spine and the shoulders become rounded you've got strain on your muscles your ligaments and your tendons this is similar to the postures that you see on your people using their phone it can cause discomfort that collectively we know as technic i have done an episode on technic i've done a blog post on technic for more detail you can check those out and i am going to have an episode following soon dedicated to mobile phones But we see a lot of similarities with the laptop. Now I have found, so I do a lot of work in work areas that have adjustable desks, which are fantastic. What I found is that most laptop users try and counteract this low laptop monitor position by either a increasing the height of the laptop or B, lowering their own seated position relative to the laptop. so either dropping the chair down or bringing the desk up to try and bring their laptop screen more in line with their eyes. So while this may may reduce the adverse postures of the neck and shoulders, but what's gonna happen? If you move the screen up, it's attached to the keyboard, what else goes up? the keyboard goes up. So often what happens is yes the screen might be in a better position maybe but the keyboard's going to be too high. So the keyboard is not going to be level with your elbows when you're in a nice, relaxed upper body position. What's going to happen is, if you were to type, and you can try this, so if you drop your chair down or if you higher up your keyboard, if you try and type with the relaxed shoulders, elbows down, arms nicely by your side, you will feel the edge of the table off your forearms or the edge of the laptop. That's contact stress. That's uncomfortable. So what we would tend to see is that people won't type like that because it's uncomfortable. So we start to bring in the shoulders. So we either bring the shoulders up towards the ears or we bring the elbows out to the side in this kind of winged position, trying to get the elbow level with the keyboard. But this increases strain on the shoulders. So as you can see, you're increasing your risk of musculoskeletal discomfort in one area when you try and reduce it in another area. And with the contact stress, you're obviously then maybe increasing your risk of carpal tunnel syndrome because you've got, if you were to leave your shoulders relaxed, you've got compression on the forearms and the wrists. So, as you can see, like I said, if your keyboard's positioned appropriately for your upper limbs to keep them nice and relaxed, well, then your screen's going to be too low. Bring your screen up to try and reduce adverse postures of the neck. Keyboard's going to be too high. Another thing to think about is screen position and keyboard position, not height, their position relative to you. So, generally speaking, when you're typing, you want your keyboard nice and close to you. You want to have nice, relaxed upper body, arms roughly by your side, hands out in front of you. But if you position it like that, your laptop screen is closer. An arm's distance away. So, arm's distance is the recommended distance for your screen. But if you push your laptop so that your screen is at arm's length away, but well, then your keyboard's going to be too far away. So, you have to reach out in front of you to type, and that's uncomfortable. You're going to end up leaning forward again. So, as you can see, for many reasons, having your screen and keyboard attached is not a good idea. What I have found, though, is that connecting the laptop to an external monitor is not always enough. And even sometimes having an external keyboard is not always enough, because what tends to happen, and i photographed this in the blog, you can have a look at it, is a lot of people position the laptop screen flat on the table underneath the big screen. And they're using the laptop as a second or third screen, resulting in still adverse postures of the neck and head, and repetitive movements of the neck as you're looking up and down and up and down between the two screens. And also... One other setup that I see that can help but it kind of develops on your vision is that having the laptop elevated and using a separate screen keyboard MS might not be enough. The small laptop screen size makes it difficult for some people to read your text and images which increases the risk of these forward leaning postures away from the chair back because you're re-leaning in to try and read the screen because you can't read it at arm's distance. And as I said, yes, you could increase the size, but that just means it's cumbersome. You're going to have to navigate around using the keyboard, the mouse, the touchpad when you're trying to read your document or spreadsheet. And what are the other, so that's the musculoskeletal risk. So a huge amount of risks associated with the neck, shoulders, back, lower back, and the visual system. What's the other health impacts of using a laptop? If we have a look at your digestive system, so think about it. If your spine is in this C shape, C shape, C shape, and you're rounded down on yourself, you're decreasing the space available in your abdomen, squishing yourself down. Having this kind of rounded, shouldered, forward-leaning position compresses your digestive system, so your stomach and your intestines. This reduces their function. It increases the risk of acid reflux and constipation because it's taking longer for that food to get from your stomach to where it needs to go to be broken down. You're also reducing blood flow. So it flows down to the digestive system and increases your risk of heartburn and indigestion, acid reflux, all these things. If you've got IBS, it can increase those systems. symptoms. It can have an impact on the respiratory system. Again, if you are compressed down on yourself, you're causing the muscles in the chest to tighten. You're limiting how much your rib cage can expand. So and you're preventing your diaphragm from opening. So when you inhale, you're not expanding at the ribs like you should. So remember, when you take a nice natural inhale, if you put your hands on your ribs. When you inhale, you should feel your ribs expand out to the side. It's not that we want to push everything out to the front, but you should feel your ribs expanding out to the side. But if you're rounded down yourself, that doesn't happen. And this can result in a more rapid and kind of shallow breathing pattern. This will have a knock-on effect in that it activates the nervous system and can put the body in a state of stress. And this can cause a a hormonal reaction with a release of certain hormones related to stress and fight and flight. Essentially, you can put your body in a state of stress when actually all you're doing is sitting working at the computer. Now, yes, the job may be stressful, but not physically so. It shouldn't be physically so. And these adverse postures can also cause strain on the primary breathing muscles. So aside from the breathing pattern, it's harder for your muscles that are involved in breathing to work when they're all compressed and tight. They're going to get tired and you're breathing quicker too. So your body's going to respond by recruiting other muscles to help with the breathing. This is usually the neck muscles. Now, they're all, if you're leaning forward and you're rounded down, those neck muscles are already working really hard trying to hold your head in position. Now, all of a sudden, they're being recruited to help with breathing. They become overworked. You can get neck pain, shoulder pain, headaches and migraines. So your neck muscles have enough to be doing. So if you can allow yourself to sit in a nice kind of upright position, looking straight ahead, instantly you have an appropriate amount of space in your abdomen. Better blood flow. You should have better breathing. So this can have a wholly positive effect. Just like leaning forward can have a negative effect. It can have an effect on the circulatory system. So if you are leaning forward for large portions of your day, scrunch down in yourself, you're going to reduce your blood flow to your muscles and the internal organs, which will just affect their ability to function properly. And you can also increase pressure on the veins, particularly in the legs. This can damage them and cause varicose veins. Now, the one we definitely don't want, impact on sleep. Sleep is precious. Adverse postures can cause increased tension in the muscles and it can make it hard to relax the body at night. You're going to bed and your muscles are stiff and sore. It's hard to get to sleep. It can make it difficult to get into a nice position and it might increase how often you wake during the night so you're not getting appropriate duration and quality of sleep. Very important. And all these things compounded can have an impact on your mood. So, Uh, again I've done um, an episode related to kind of stress and pain and which came first and how they impact each other but if you are stiff and sore if you are tense if you are not getting good sleep and you spend a lot of your day in pain this is going to negatively impact your mood and your psychological well-being. Compression of the nerves can also happen this is just cause a chain reaction that can impact your emotional psychological and then your physical well-being and we get into stress pain. which is hard to get out of. So what can we do with all the negatives associated with laptop use? Like, let's be realistic. Laptops are not going away anytime soon. They are a part of how we work. They are a part of our leisure. They are a part of our study. While they were made traditionally for short-term and portable use, they have now become a mainstay. So we're going to have to work with them. So what can we do? If you're, you have a laptop for work or you have a laptop for leisure, how can we use it safely? So we're going to look at this through the lens of reducing the risk factors. So to reduce adverse postures, the big one associated with the laptop, the only way to reduce adverse postures that we see with the laptop is to separate the keyboard and the screen. Now, we cannot obviously physically do that, so we're going to have to connect the laptop to external devices. In the ideal world, the laptop would be connected to an external keyboard, your external mouse and your monitors. And you would put that laptop into clamshell mode, close it over and essentially use it as just a hard drive when you are static, when you're at your workstation. This will encourage an upright position, the images and the text will be easier to see because it's on a larger screen, the keyboard will be close enough so your upper limbs are relaxed and the screen will be an appropriate distance from your seated position. And in case you can't hear, my cat in the background agrees. However, if there's a laptop available, most people are going to use it in some sense at the workstation, even if you have your keyboard and your mouse. So if you decide to use the laptop at the workstation, it should be used as a secondary or third reference screen if you've got your two monitors available. It should be elevated on a riser. So even if you're using it for brief moments, that it is in your eye line, it is not below your eye line. That's the ideal scenario. If you've got a nice big workstation, you've got your screens, your keyboard, your mouse, and you decide that you do want to use the laptop, it should be elevated and it should be used absolutely minimally. If you do not have the space to accommodate external monitors, the laptop should be elevated on a riser, and the laptop should be connected to an external keyboard and mouse. Foldable laptop risers are available, compact keyboards are available, which means that yes, even if it's a multi-purpose surface, even if it's the kitchen table, the counter, whatever it may be, everything can still be tidied away at the end of the day, stored in your laptop bag. And you know, if you're working on the road, if you're in the office, if you're at a hot desk, if you're in a co-working hub, no matter where you're working, you just take out your keyboard, your portable keyboard your portable stand, your little mouse, your laptop, and you can get a nice setup. And anyone who has seen me work on site or work in co-working hubs, which I use sometimes, you'll always see me. I've got my foldable laptop stand, got my little keyboard, got my mouse. And that's how I work if I am not here. Because I just try, I really try and avoid working off the laptop if I can. If you have become accustomed to using a nice kind of low profile keyboard like the laptop keyboard or the touchpad you can get external keyboards you can get external touchpads that feel very similar to the laptop so the standard office mechanical keyboard and the standard office mouse are not the only devices available out there so you can get keyboards that feel very similar to the laptop keyboard and they're even quite similar in terms of width kind of saying that you don't like how a keyboard feels, to be honest, it's not really valid. There's many, many options out there available. Another thing I recommend to help with posture is keep up to date with your eye test, and a lot of people forget this. And I do find it's kind of put on the back burner a bit, even for myself. Your eyesight test should be done every two years. If you need corrective lenses for the computer, wear them very important because sometimes the poor postures have nothing to do with the screen or nothing to do with the size of the images. You actually need corrective lenses to help and that can make a massive difference. How do we reduce contact stress? So when connected to the external devices, check that the keyboard and mouse are level with or slightly under your resting elbow position. Now, the best position is totally going to depend on the type of devices and how you type Because I know myself, as part of my job, I test different mouse devices, I test different keyboards all the time, and I find that I do sometimes have to adjust my seated position or adjust the height of my desk, depending on what device I'm using. But the kind of real thumb I tell people is that when your shoulders are relaxed, and when you have your hand on your mouse, you have your hand on the keyboard, yes, you should be able to feel the surface of the table when you're resting. But you should not be able to feel the corner, the edge of the table or the surface digging into your forearm. If you can feel that your position is too low, so either change the height of the chair, bring it up or bring the desk down, make some adjustments. You should not be able to feel the corner of your table digging into your forearm when your shoulders are relaxed. And prolonged static positioning, obviously this applies to all workstations and work tasks. If you have to use the laptop only, you're in a situation for whatever reason that you only have the laptop and it's all you can use for that time, limit the continued use to 30, 40 minutes max before taking a break. And by taking a break, I mean get up and leave the space. Go get a glass of water, go make a cup of tea, go to the bathroom, whatever it may be. If we cannot Eliminate the risk factors. If we cannot improve the laptop positioning, if we do not have external devices, if we can't if we can't minimize the risk, well then we have to minimize our exposure to the risk. So limit your continued use. Take your breaks. That's where your breaks become incredibly important. Laptop use, as I said, is here to stay. What was once a device designed for for short term and portable use has now become mainstay we can work with them we just need to get appropriate equipment and maybe just change our habits a little bit but it will have a massive knock-on effect on your physical and your psychological well-being now and in the future with all the risk factors and the negative impacts highlighted here i do hope i have convinced you to maybe just have a look at your laptop use and see what you can do to make it safer for yourself. As always, I can be found online. I'll put all my social media handles in the show notes. The link for the blog post related to this episode will also be in the show notes where I'll have some images and photographs about different kind of laptop positionings that I see and what's kind of good and what's maybe not so great. If anyone has any suggestions any feedback please feel free to reach out to me I'm always open for suggestions and until next time everyone stay safe